Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Uh, not much, Mike. Just another day, my friend. Another day in the world of fantasy basketball. Oh, yeah. This is the this is the grind time uh, where you're just, like, reading about depth charts and you don't know what's happening because preseason hasn't started and you don't know what people are going to – how their minutes are going to look and you're trying to make your rankings. Oh, and you're hearing Far too early. early. My, my favorite is you hear the stories of, like, Stanley Johnson's going to get 35 minutes a game and you're going, Stanley Johnson could only play 20 minutes a game last year. How's he going to get 35 this year? And even if he does play 35 minutes, should I even care that he's going to play 35 minutes? Because he's not very good at fantasy basketball. Um, you can actually hear more about Stanley Johnson. Because I know that's what – I know a lot of people tune in. They're like, I wonder if they're going to talk about Stanley Johnson this week. Um, we, we did in the last podcast. You can check out – we're doing our team previews. Uh, we did Miami, Detroit, and Charlotte in the last podcast. Uh, and there's another one uh, before that. So go, go check those out. We'll be knocking those out. And we're about to knock out three more teams right here. Are you ready, Tyler? Oh, I am beyond ready, my friend. Beyond ready. That's that's too ready for me. I am going to start out with the team that everyone's like, oh, they're too old. It's not this again. The Chicago Bulls? No, they're too <sighs> terrible. That's a completely different segment. Um, <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies. The team that's looked sort of the same for ages, and everybody's like, they should do something different, but it continues to work for some reason. And it, uh, it even worked last year with a, a couple of old vets really taking a, a step up. So in, should, we, should we talk about the craziness of this team for, for right now? Yeah, this, this lay it out there. Okay, so they have 16 guys under contract already. They have 16 guaranteed contracts. If you're keeping track at home, that is too many. And not only that, they have a restricted free agent in um, – oh, man, I just drew a total blank. Jermichael um, Green. Yes, that's the one I'm looking for. And, Who's pretty good. And they've basically told Tony Allen to get lost because they signed Tyreek Evans and Ben McElmore, and I can't see any way they bring him back. But they've got to bring back Jermichael Green, right? So now they have 17 dudes under contract. That's – if you're keeping track at home, too many. And so I just don't see how this is going to work. So you got to feel like some of these lower guys, like an Andrew Harrison, probably uh, maybe a Troy Daniels, Wayne Selden, one of these guys, James Ennis, one of these guys is going to have to go. And actually two of them are going to have to go unless they're not going to bring back Michael Green. That's true. And uh, I think there are going to bring back Michael Green. Um, also, there is some dead weight on this team. I feel like they can get rid of. I, I, I understand they're going to have to wave those people, uh, but Wave them. They're not that good. Uh, they brought in Tyreek Evans and Ben McLemore and Mario Chalmers for some reason. Mario Chalmers, when I forgot he was still uh, playing basketball. Post Achilles of Mar- Mario Chalmers, too, so that could turn yeah. ugly fast. Yeah, it wasn't a pretty sight last time around, and I'm not sure why it would be any better um, this go-around. They lost um, the oldest man in basketball, Vince Carter, um, the oldest man to dunk a, a basketball in a professional game, Vince Carter. I don't Dude, know if that's – I don't think that's true, but it might be close to true. I would not hate on that man. That man can still play even though he's old and a little overweight. Oh, I'm not hating. I that love Vince Carter. Play. Vince Carter is the greatest. Uh, Vince Carter – I don't – people might get a go against this. Vince Carter, Hall of Fame. I'm putting oh, him in there. 
I'm, def- I'm definitely with you on that. 100%. Just for being the baddest ass dunker of all time. <laughs> just just put him in the Hall of Fame for dunking. Like, just start a section. It's called the best dunkers of all time. It's just Vince Carter. Isn't Dude, it? anytime I write an article on Vince Carter, I have to put that the video of the 2000 dunk oh. contest in there where he just goes nuts. I just. I don't know why I just have to make, let, hopefully make people remember because I feel like a lot of people now don't remember that. No. And I think a lot of people forget like the dunk contest to that point had been some pretty good dunks. That was like next level shit. That was like seeing an iPhone in the nineties. It was just like, what is happening in the world? Like you just, people could not fathom what they were seeing at that time. It changed it changed the dunk contest forever. I am with you there. That was an amazing, amazing night. I still think about it. Um, and they also <laughs> lost the legend, Zach Randolph, uh, who uh, both both of them went to the Kings. And uh, Zach, Zach Randolph in a little uh, legal trouble lately. Yeah, um, that uh, is an interesting story that I'm sure we'll get to at some point. But yeah, he's in California. Um, pot should be legal. Uh, knock it off. Law enforcement, get, get your lives together. No one cares. But uh, you got to think. It's 2017. Nobody gives a crap. You got to um, think a suspension of some sort is coming just for the arrest and all that. I mean, it's probably going to be a yeah, couple games. Maybe. Um, Adam Siller is, is considering, um, you know, medical marijuana, uh, allowing uh, medical marijuana to be uh, basically a thing. So who's not going to get their card after that in the NBA? Uh, I mean, I might go get my card so Adam Silver doesn't suspend me. Um, <laughs> Let's get into the heart of the Memphis Grizzlies, and that would be Marcus Gasol and Mike Connolly. Uh, both of them coming back another year older, another year deeper in debt. Um, if you like, oh, you're richer for these boys, man. What are you talking about? They're they're really the fantasy value on this team. Um, there's, we can talk about a few, we, we are going to talk about a few of these people cause that's kind of the whole point of this podcast, but let's start with Mike Connolly and Marcus soul, uh, both with impressive years last year. Um, do you think they can run that back? Uh, that's kind of what I was going to ask you. Any yeah, worries take, about take either one of them, start, start with either one of them. Um, so I guess I believe in – I'll start with Marcus Gasol here. Okay. Uh, um, so the big news with Marcus Gasol last year was he shot three-pointers. Marcus Gasol doesn't shoot three-pointers, so – Out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, no. He had I, – I mean, he had made, like, what, two for his career, and then he made 1.4 a game. So that was sexy and nice. Um so the question becomes, the, do things change a little bit here? I, I mean, Randolph's gone. I don't see anyone who's taken any kind of usage or role away from Marcus All. He's 32, so you worry a little bit about him getting hurt. But and he's kind of been doing an every other year thing, which I don't believe in, but he's been hurt every other year. So that's just the, something that's happened. Um, I, I, he finished 28th in per-game value last year. I'm not picking him there. But I am probably picking him in the third round, maybe fourth. Yeah, I have a, I'm I'm a sucker for Marcus Soul. Uh, I always have been. He's just he's not per most of the guys we like. Not a sexy name, but does all the things and was always like a very good assist center. 
which I was always attracted to. Um, last year, even uh, increasing his assists from his usual four to uh, close to five assists a game. He um, is a steel block guy. He's a great free throw shooter, especially if you're throwing him at center. Um, one of the issues is that his rebounds aren't incredibly stellar, but suddenly adding a three-point game, I don't see that going away. The 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 Gasols are like a fine wine. They're, they age gracefully. And Paul Gasol is still relevant. Marc Gasol, a much younger Gasol. Some would say a better Gasol. A four years younger Gasol for that for that. A, a tasty dark red Gasol. <laughs> um with hints of oak. You know these Gasols are cultured. Uh, that's why Paul went to uh, the Bulls and said Oklahoma City. He was like, I like opera, not hillbillies eating at Outback Steakhouse. And that's right. <laughs> Shots fired, Oklahoma City. Uh, so, yeah. Marcus Sol, I don't see why he's going to be worse next year. Um, I can see his minutes decreasing a little bit, but I still think he has um, you know, top top 40 value, top 30 value. And if you're picking him up, like you're, like you're saying, in the third or even fourth round, you're getting a great value there. Um, I, I'm not sure he could fall to the fourth round. Uh, I don't think people are that slow when it comes to Marcus Soul, but I'm, I'm a huge fan, and I'm still, I'm still on the Marcus I'll, I'll say this. I'm not reaching in the second round for him. No. I don't think he's going to be any better. I guess that was my, my point I was trying to make, and I, maybe I did not do a very good job of articulating that, but – you know what I mean? He's he's not a guy I'm I'm thinking he's gonna get any better. I'm not thinking he's gonna get any worse. I'm thinking he's pretty much what he is. Well, the other guy on this team I think people are gonna reach into the second round for uh Mike Connolly, who had his best fantasy year at uh what the age of twenty eight, twenty nine. Um really you know, coming into his his middle of his prime, actually kinda of a little late in his prime, and uh suddenly scoring twenty points a game hitting a lot more threes, uh, really coming in into his own, shooting a very good percentage at 46%. I'm not as high on Mike Connolly as I am on Marcus Gasol in repeating what he did last year. What, what's your take on Mike Connolly? Well, why is that, Mike? Well, Mike Connolly is... Um, He's getting older, is in number one, and I I do think point guards uh, age a little bit differently. They they figure it out later in their careers, and, and become a, a little bit better uh, during their during their primes. Um, I just Mike Connolly had a career year, like a, a beyond career year, and at some point he has to regress to the mean. His shooting is a, I, I'd be really hard pressed, even though it I mean it kept up all season and get getting better all season, which is pretty crazy. I, I don't know how his shooting uh, continues to hold up at that percentage. And uh, even though he was shooting a lot more threes and making a lot more threes, uh, I don't see a giant decline out of Mike Connolly, but a significant or at least a full step back is is on the platform right there. And he's he's had a lot of injuries in the last two years. Um and they've just been nagging injuries. Nothing super serious, but uh, except for that one. But I just, you know, I'm just, I don't have the confidence in, in Mike Connolly. I'm, I'm with you. I think he's more probably of a 44.5 to 45% shooter, not 46. Um, I think that 
anytime you shoot 859 from the free throw line, I, you know, and I think that's as good as that gets. Um, I mean, that's not terribly off from uh, previous seasons, but uh, and he was getting to the line uh, a bit more last year, which was, I mean, I'm just shocked that he improved that much at this stage in his career. And granted, he he came out early, so it feels like we've seen Mike Connolly forever. Well, and he you got know? a few few more minutes than he had the, the two years before that, and he got a lot more uses in the sense that it was kind of that three-headed monster with Zach Randolph, and then Zach Randolph took a step back last year, and it was kind of the two-headed monster with Conley and Gasol. Um, I, I actually don't really see his numbers slipping that much, but I am also not super excited to pick him in the second round. I'm not um, I'm not super excited to pick him in, in, in the third round. Um, I, I mean... With the amount of point guards, too, I mean, some of these guys got to fall a little bit, and that's kind of, I think, where I'm going to be at is I'm not like, you know, there's the Kemba Walker and the C.J. McCollum and the Jeff Teague and the Mike Conley and there's the Kyle a, Lowry. Are you and trying the, to say there's a bunch of guys younger than Mike Conley who are hanging around his value? Yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, Dennis Schroeder, Eric Bledsoe, there's all these point guards. There's a ton of point guards right here in this in this third round. The third round is lousy with point guards. And so it's like, am I going to reach for Mike Conley in the second round when I can have any one of those guys who might have the career year that Mike Conley just had? No, I'm, I'm not going to reach for Mike Conley when I can have one of those guys in the next round or even in the fourth round. So in that sense... I'm not I'm not super high on Mike Conley either, I think. And we can talk about maybe which point guards we'd rather have than Mike Conley, and we might be kind of splitting hairs a little bit there in the sense that I think they all kind of have similar values. But um, Yeah, I think in the last episode we talked about um, Kimba Walker. Uh, really, to me, Kimba Walker, Mike Conley, a um, bit of a toss-up. I, I, I would take either one. I, I, don't have a, I don't have a terrible preference between the two of them. Um, if I, if I had to guess, um, I would, I would say Kimba's going to finish ahead of Mike Connolly. I'll throw it out there. As would I. And, and I think that, uh, Dennis Schroeder is kind of an interesting guy in the sense that I think he might make the leap to Mike Connolly level in the sense that who else is going to shoot the ball and score on that Hawks team. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to jump on the Dennis Schroeder bandwagon with you. Um, we will get to that when we get to the Hawks uh, about how I'm not a Dennis Schroeder fan. But 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 see, here's the thing. Okay, I think and and now if they're going at the same value, I'm with you. But if you can get Schroeder in the fourth or fifth round, or you got to take Mike Conley in the second. Oh well, yeah, that's a completely different uh, discussion. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot yeah. of point guards, and they're worth waiting on uh, and taking. You know, a rarer position um, or uh, just really a player who's who's better. I would be taking Marcus Hull instead. I'm with you. Like, I'm not going to – I guess I, I, maybe I misspoke there. I'm not taking Schroeder over Mike Conley. I'm just saying I think that two rounds later I'd rather have Schroeder than I would rather have Mike Conley in the second. Oh, I, I kind of don't disagree. Um, so Zach Randolph played 24 and a half minutes last season. Vince Carter, 24, a little over 24 and a half minutes last season. That's a lot of minutes to go around on this team. Oh, you know what? Tony Allen, 27 minutes a game uh, for this team. That's a ton of minutes to go around on the Memphis Grizzlies. Can we talk about how their big men stink? And 
that's kind of where I'm going. The rest of this team isn't good. <laughs> but there's 75 minutes to go, almost 80 minutes to, to divvy up between a bunch of um, somewhat scrubs to injury-prone um, handsome gentlemen and uh, one of my favorite guys that always never pans out, Freak Tariq Evans. I love that guy um, who I really hope he gets – 27 of those minutes because he would be a nice little fantasy value on this team. Um, where are the rest of these minutes are going and where, where's that fantasy value coming from? If any on the rest of this team. Um, well, and, and we can talk about maybe this by position or where we can kind of speak to this. I, I'm not super into this team in a lot of senses, but especially at the big men, I mean, you got guys like, okay, we're going to assume Jamichael Green comes back. I think and, we have to. And maybe gets thirty minutes, and so he's he's interesting, right? Okay, and, yeah, he's young. He's, he's had some flashes. Um, he can shoot the occasional three. And uh, in twenty-seven minutes total value, we're talking now. He was one hundred thirteenth ranked last year in eight category leagues, but he he, he just okay. He just doesn't do anything that's anything. I mean, he had nine points a game. He had. 0.73s. He had seven rebounds, 1.1 assists, half okay. a steal, half a block. It's like there's nothing sexy there. So I, I will give him this. He's young, and he's not got a giant gaping hole in his game. So he has the ability to hit some threes. His um, free throw percentage for the year was 80%. That's really nice. Uh, he shot 50% from the field. That's really nice. Now, granted, these are really low volume, but everything else here is – he didn't have a ton of games where he lit like he didn't light it up from the three point arc at really any period of time during the season. His he could maybe approach a steal a game at some point, but I don't think he's going to reach a block. And you know, coming from your, your you know who's supposed a guy who's supposed to be playing the four. Um, and sorry, he's not that young. I always forget Jermichael Green's not that young. He's twenty seven. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't see him taking any huge leap and so i mean he's going to get more minutes so that his production is going to go up a little bit but it's another guy i'm not like super excited to pick even in the late rounds of my draft it's like well he's going to get minutes and give me some rebounds and stuff but so yeah where 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 are the rest of these minutes going are there any other big men who are going to get legit well that's on this i mean are you into any of these young guys davis jerrell martin i mean i think we know what that's what i mean it's like are, are, are any of them like relatively deeply rele- relevant even? Well, someone's going to have to get the minutes. And, that, and I guess that was kind of my point is, you know, I mean, Brandon Wright's always efficient. I mean, that, that's not nothing sexy at all, but that's, you know, something that he's always been good at. But I mean, he's never healthy, right? No. Um, so, I guess, I, I guess my, they have to go small. Or they have to play a lot of, a lot of Marcus. But, but they have no wings. I mean, what that's wing a, are you going to throw out there? James Ennis or that's Chandler another Parsons? Issue. Can play five minutes a game. Let, let's so, jump. Let's jump into the Chandler Parsons conundrum. Um, Chandler Parsons, after you know a ton of injuries, has pretty much fallen off the planet. Um, a torn meniscus. He was a guy who at one point was uh, with Dallas and in Houston looked like he was is a was going to be a very good fantasy type uh, type of player his uh, last year in Houston which was 
a very long time ago, the 13-14 season, he was averaging almost six rebounds and four assists a game, um, which got everyone real wet in the pants. But then once he was basically broke his leg off, um, hasn't been able to remotely look like a basketball player. He is healthy for this season. Is he worth drafting in a standard league? Um, I better have my puke bucket, but yeah. I mean, really? Okay. I guess I'm willing to take a flyer on that. That's that's where I'm at. Especially they have they have nowhere else to go. Will I draft him in a standard league? The answer to that question is probably no, because this guy, I don't know if it's his charming good looks, like you like to say, or what. Someone always. Someone always wants to poop their pants for this guy, right? Always wants to get him super early. and I, I mean, This might be the year that that's not true. He has burnt too many people. He's seen too many injuries, and he's fallen off a cliff. He looked absolutely miserable in the 34 and games he played last it, year. Maybe you know the answer to this. Why did the minutes never really go up? I have no idea. I don't think he was... I'm not sure if he was healthy or they were just like, you're that bad. And if he's that bad, I don't know why the minutes would go up this season, even if he was the only relevant guy on the team. Like, why not just give the minutes to 20 minutes to him, 20 minutes to James Zinnis, 20 minutes to Ben McLemore. Yeah, no, I mean, I I guess in the sense that if I can get him in the last round or, or, you know, this is a guy, another guy who, I mean, well, take a flyer on him just well, because let's, we've let's, seen let's, some greatness, right? Yeah. We've seen someone who could be a top 100 player, top 80 player. I just don't – it's worth it's worth a shot at the end of round, at the end of your uh, draft. But would you rather take a shot on him or ugh, Ben McLemore, who is apparently injured again? Uh, he, I believe he – He just, just got hurt. He's going to miss 12 weeks, yeah. Broke his toe. Gonna miss twelve weeks. That puts what him probably coming back in November. Yeah, he's gonna miss like the first month. That's you know okay. That's not great, but also not the end of the world. Well, that that pretty much eliminates him from a standard league. I think in the sense that he's gonna be a fringe guy anyways. And so if you're not gonna get production for the first month, now in a roto league that's a little bit different. But in head to head, I mean, why miss the first month on somebody who's a fringe guy when you could just have another fringe guy? Yeah, that's you could just get him off the waivers once he comes back, or right. if you even want to do that. Is he going to play? I mean, let's say he plays thirty minutes a game. I'm not even sure. Ben McLemore or Chandler Parsons? Ben McLemore. Um, I was actually kind of in on Ben McLemore after that fourteen fifteen season where he got twelve points a game and looked like he might be something getting a steal a game. Um. The last two years have been bad. He could only get 20 minutes on a Kings team that wasn't great, and he was 23 years old, and they were rebuilding most of the season and looking to play young guys. So he's kind of he's kind of worn out as welcome for me. Yeah, I, I, it, it, this kind of goes back to my whole point about guys who don't only do a couple things, but just don't really put up the the counting set. Like someone who averages one assist a game. Um, and you know, one and a half three pointers a game just doesn't cut it anymore. Just the, the the league has gotten too good. There are too many quality players in the league. Where someone who gets thirteen points 
and a, a three and a half, but can't muster more than one assist a game, isn't isn't relevant anymore in Anastasia where that guy might have been uh, well, someone I, you, you stream even. And at this point, you know, maybe you stream that kind of guy if he's available and he's open. But I bet you there's other there's better play, better people to stream on your waiver. Yeah, I mean, in, in a 12-team league, he's he's a streamer probably with those statistics. And he maybe clings on your roster if you got a lot of injuries and that kind of, I mean, like, there's the, sometimes they got, like, three, four IR spots and your team's really ravaged, whatever. He might cling on your roster for a little while, but, I mean, you're not jumping up and down. You're not trying to trade for the guy or anything. Like, it's just, he's back well, in value. This is the problem so the, for this team is that the, the minutes have got to go somewhere. And even, you know, minutes on minutes with Ben, um, really, no, one, no one's really getting excited about that okay. at all. Okay, let's do um, this. I, I'm excited for this. Okay, we're gonna do lightning round. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say the name. You tell me what size league before you even want to. You want to have this guy. Okay, so like, don't say, "Oh, I'd take a," sh-, you know, like where you take a shot on him. So obviously, if we say like Andrew Harrison, you're not gonna take a shot on him like a ten or twelve team league. No, It'd be like a thirty team league. I don't know. Uh, so assuming there's like 13 roster spots, standard roster, okay, I'm going to run through some of these bench lower end type guys, and you you tell me what type of league you take a shot on. I'm going to start off with Wade Baldwin. Ugh, Wade Baldwin. Um, I mean, the minutes the minutes got to go somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, that I, I'm thinking this guy's the backup point guard. Yeah, at the, at the at the very at the very least, he's going to. Um, to play, I still, I still don't think I would take him until a fourteen team league, though. I'm, I'm actually with you there. I don't think it's bad. Uh, okay, Wayne Selden, who ESPN is reporting is the starting shooting guard. Wayne Selden, who is not going to be the, the starting shooting guard. That's um, kind of what I'm thinking, but I'm that's what they Um, twenty team league. I'm with you there. I'm not really interested. Even in a twenty team league, I'm not, I'm not really. I'm not super interested in Wayne Selden. Uh, I think I'm taking a rookie who's not going to play at all before I'm taking Wayne Selden. Yeah, I'll, I'll just look at a rookie on my bench. I'll take uh, Terrence Ferguson. Tyreek Evans. Ooh. Now, you know, that's um, that's my kryptonite. That Ty- one's my Huckleberry. If, it, if it's Tyreek a standard Tyreek. league, that's the guy I'm going for. Just hoping he can get like 27 minutes and do some stuff. Um, taking him in a 10-team league. I don't care. I'm with you. Doing there. it. Uh, Troy Dan- Who? Troy Daniels. Troy Daniels. Um, he was somewhat relevant he, for a, a, a person, minute last year. Um, yeah, he was. He was relevant for at least two games. 16, 16 team league. He's not. I don't. I mean, I guess these guys have to play, right? Someone's so, got so, to. So I mean, maybe. They, Maybe I would take a flyer on him in a in a in a fourteen team league. I'm definitely going for him over Wayne Selden, but I between him and Ben McLemore, who do you think gets the minutes? I think Ben McLemore. So do I. That's they what made, I mean. They made the move for him. Um. All right. So where did we land on Chandler Parsons? I, we were both saying he's kind of twelve team league. Maybe I, take I a flyer you, on him. I think you take a flyer on him at the end of even. Maybe a, a twelve-team league, a ten-team league, if you really don't care. All um, right, James Ennis. 
about this fella? Ugh. This is like, is this the worst fantasy team? Yes. This is the barf bucket. This is a trash, just all around trash fantasy team. Um, so, which means I feel like this team's going to be pretty trash in real life, too. Uh, probably like a 14 team league for James Ennis. 16. Uh, any interest in either Dylan Brooks or Roddy Zagorak? I know. I don't even. I got an idea. Let's not. Let's not talk about the Memphis Grizzlies That's, anymore. But but see, okay. There's one one last point. I guess I was trying to make with this whole game. No, no, go ahead. One of these men, one of these ugly ugly men, <laughs> is gonna have some value in your standard leagues in the sense that it, it's probably only gonna be streaming value because I don't think any of them are great permanent producers. But one of these guys is gonna get some big minutes. Someone's going to get 28 minutes and, who got 13 last year. Someone is going to get right and and 30 minutes who got 20 last and year. It's stream on and off your roster value, but it's going to be worth it. I mean, it's going to be worth streaming on and off. Outside of Tariq Evans, I don't think any of these guys approach standard league value unless something weird happens and there's an injury and they're getting 33 minutes a game no matter what. Um, and I maybe think, maybe even a couple of them approach it, but like no no one's going to be like the breakout star of the year. Well, oh no, no, no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be like in a head to head league streaming value, right? Like I pick this guy up when he plays and I cut him when he doesn't. But I mean, especially if Chandler Parsons goes down, which at this point, aren't we saying he misses a few games at some point? No, oh, I mean, I think it's a hundred percent chance. Like, I mean, Tyree, who's going to play, play then? I mean, right. that's, I mean, that's the reason to watch this team and pay attention to this team, right? Especially it, it in makes, the, it, is that reason only is that there's going to be injuries and then who the hell is going to play on this team. Right. And this is one of the preseason teams I'm kind of trying to follow just to see what the hell they're doing here. Like who are you playing? When are you playing them? What are you playing them? Because someone's going to get some value at some point during the season. And I'm not going to be excited to pick them up off my waiver wire, but I'm going to probably do it at least when the games that they play in the head to head league. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we definitely should circle back on this team once we look at how their rotation actually is going and, to exist and who's actually on their damn team. And here's a crazy thought. If Jamichael Green doesn't come back. Who's the four? Brendan Wright, Jarrell Martin, Deontay Davis, James Ennis. One of these guys is a starter. Oof. That's, that's so, pretty abysmal. That's a scary thought, but maybe that's some value there. I mean... <laughs> So it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to follow this team. They're kind of one that they're not set in stone yet, and I think we're going to be talking about for the next two months until we get to the regular season in the sense that, especially if Chandler Parsons goes down. Imagine if Chandler Parsons goes down in a preseason game. Yeah, it's. I mean, th- this this team could go any which way for basically the entire season. So we're going to have to keep them on watch. Uh, let's let's move on to a team that's eerily similar. They're like the better Memphis Grizzlies when you look at their roster makeup for fantasy. The Portland Trailblazers, uh, they have two obvious, amazing guards who are fantasy relevant and a bunch of guys who are uh, a lot more relevant than the bottom half of the Memphis Grizzlies, but still, you know, those borderline fringe players. Um and let's just go ahead. Oh, you're it. underselling a few men on this team, but we'll get there, to. I, I, I might be underselling, but there's one, at least at least one, 
that I think I'm going to enjoy quite a bit. Uh, they did add Andrew Nicholson. They drafted Zach Collins. They lost Alan Crabb because uh, they did not want to pay that much money for that man. And they, No, that uh, was the trade, man. Nicholson. Oh, yeah, that. you're right. Never mind. Yeah. They traded with the Nets. I yep. forgot about that. As I Nick forgot that was a trade. Crab. I thought they didn't just, just didn't want to pay the money. Uh, but no, they got it. They had to get rid of that contract. That's what yes. happened. Well, they didn't want to pay the money. I was kind of right. Um, and they waived my favorite, they had like my sixth favorite name to say, Festus Azili. Um, but basically, which, this team which, they're, roll, they're rolling it back. We we got to pour one out for Festus because I think he's done now. It's too bad. He had his run. But uh, yeah, I mean, I wrote an article when they signed him about how even if he didn't play a minute, it was a good contract in the sense that he produced some really, really good uh, advanced metrics, like like off the charts. Like he was rated as a real, real good player. And... I feel like he's an eye, he's an eye test kind of guy too. When he was when whenever he's on the court, you notice he's on the court. He's a part of plays. He makes tough shots, and you're like, oh, this this guy's pretty good. And I mean, I was always a fan of watching him play, and yeah, and those knees are shot, and because they waived him, and he got that cheap contract to begin with, because of the knees being bad, I'm thinking no one takes a shot on him at all. That's a shame. That's too bad. Uh, do you want to start with the bottom half, or do you want to knock out the top half right away? Um, well, let's talk about the, the, the whole guard situation as a whole sure. here, because, I mean, we have the big two. Which okay, uh, I'm probably picking Lillard in the second round. Yeah, Dame. I, I, I'm. I can't get enough of Dame Lillard. Uh, I don't. I, I think he could even uh, take a, a a step up this year. Um, it's a possibility anyway. Um, the guy's amazing. The guy is an elite scorer. He, he you know, he he could. If he really really tried, he could probably approach. Uh, those t- uh, Westbrook type numbers, if you wanted to, but and make uh, quite a, quite a few more threes. Um, just just no blocks coming out of this guy though. Uh, but yeah, the guy's in his prime, and he is um, gonna strike the uh, iron while it's hot. And his running mate is probably also in the second, maybe slips to the third round. Right? I think I he's mean... a little bit more of a third rounder type type of guy. He's like a Dame. It's really weird. He's like Dame Lillard light. Um, <laughs> it's it's. It, it, it's it's very strange. I, I briefly had them both on my team, um, and it was weird to see how like when one of them has a great game, the other one has like a sort of good game, and their sort of good game is still kind of good. And then they'll switch, and then they'll switch back, and then there'll be like three games. It was just like it's this weird symbiotic relationship that they have, where if one of them is not Dame Lillard, the other one becomes Dame Lillard. And, and, uh, but just you know, Dame does it more. So. I mean, we we can get that out of the way, right? There's that. I don't see much change in there. I don't see a ton of improvement. I mean, maybe there's incremental gains or losses either yeah, way. Yeah, I think but, both of them have the potential to be better. Um, are you worried about? Not, uh, let's go with CJ McCollum. Nothing like, you know, suddenly they're a top five player better. Right, and they're not but, suddenly going to be below a, a top thirty or forty player. It's like they they kind of are what they are. Yeah, I do. I do want to throw out that CJ McCollum shot. 48% last year, which is quite a bit above his uh, his averages for his career. Are you worried about that at all? Oh, I'm a little bit worried about that, and that's that's why I, I don't – I probably am going to not be the one owning him 
is I think he probably goes in the second round, and I'm probably more in that third, mid-third, late-third round range with him. Yeah, I think he's a very popular name. He's he'll he'll go earlier than his um, than his ceiling. I would assume. Um, I'm a little worried because he's on a few of my uh, keeper teams. Let's get, let's get to the rest of this team. Who do you want to start with? So, um, I, I kind of want to talk about Evan Turner now because oh, wow, that is not where I thought you were going. Well, well, here's why. Right? Are they going to play Shabazz Napier at all? Hmm. I mean, there's a possibility, but I, I highly doubt it. I don't think he's more talented than quite a few of these guys. On this I team. don't think at all. Are they going to play Pat Connaughton at all? I hope not. So then Evan Turner is now the backup point and shooting guard. Pretty much. He, and, is, he is taking Alan Krabs. And spot. Evan Turner is now the backup small forward because they're not going to play Jake Lehman. So you kind of have the three starters, and then Evan Turner is the backup at all three positions. So are you interested in Evan Turner? Hmm. I think that's a fairly good question. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if I am. And, and this is why, because Evan Turner has had a, a couple of uh, very fancy relevant portions of seasons. But overall, he's been kind of a an okay, you know what you're kind of getting type of player. Um, he has obviously the occasional game where it's like, oh man, that guy, that guy, that guy almost got a triple double. But I think at this stage in his career, which he, he should be right in the middle of his prime, he doesn't hit threes. He's going to give you fairly good rebounds and assists. But he doesn't really do anything else, and he's not a great shooter. And even with, let's say he plays 30 minutes a game, let's say they rotate him uh, from the two to the three, and he plays a full 30 minutes a game, he could be standardly relevant, I think. But we're talking about the end of your draft sitting on your bench standardly relevant. He's a great streamer and actually someone you, I think, should be owned in head-to-head leagues because – you could just sit him on the bench. You could stream him every single game. You you don't have to worry about, you know, hopefully he's on the waiver wire in case he gets a, a hot. But overall, no, I, I don't think he's a break. I don't think he's a breakout candidate. And I'm going to read you a stat line because I think, I think he's going to get pegged, especially if people are saying this guy's going to get 30 minutes. He's going to get pegged as like someone to draft. Sure. A lot of people remember – him uh hanging out in boston and getting like ridiculous stat lines over there but but okay he had one i'm gonna read you a stat line from indiana okay where he got 30 minutes 14 points okay that's pretty good all right you know that's nothing to 0.6 three pointers a game Mm. five rebounds okay that's pretty good for a guard which is okay, right? Uh, so someone you can put in your two spot is pretty good. Uh, 0.8 steals, 0.1 right. blocks, mm-hmm. and then the good free throw and usual horrendous field goal percentage of 42.6 or 42.5 percent. Okay, uh, you want to guess where that ranked? Mm, it's not great, I would say 
right around where all the other guys who do a few things but aren't that great, which is, seems to be my uh, my theme for this this year, uh, right around that fringe area of like 120. It was a hundred and ninety second in per game value, two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen. That is worse than I thought, because there were almost no blocks. Now last year he did get point four in twenty five minutes, so maybe that's a little better. Maybe he gets up to a steal. Maybe he's a little better, but like you're saying, he's going to be one twenty, one thirty, one forty, one fifty. And so if guys are clamoring to pick this guy, I just don't see the ceiling. And I think if you're picking them at 120 or 130, you're getting 120 or 130 value. And yeah, I'm 100, I I'm 100% taking him at the end of my draft instead of Chandler Parsons um, or anyone on Memphis, really. Like, I would, I would much rather have Evan Turner. Than... See, in a standard league, I'd almost rather have Chandler Parsons because I think the ceiling, mm-hmm. the ceiling is a lot higher for Chandler Parsons That's whereas true. that dude you're getting what you get you know what you're getting from Evan Turner right and at, in a standard league because the the waiver wire options are so plentiful I want to shoot the moon a little bit and then when Chandler Parsons gets hurt I can just say piss off Chandler Parsons I'll pick up a similar Evan Turner maybe it is Evan Turner maybe it's somebody who just has similar value to Evan Turner yeah I, I don't think it's uh, someone you can bank on to uh, to basically win you your league at all, uh, even if he does get in, uh, extended minutes. I, I, someone I actually like to get more minutes on this team um, is Mo Harkless. Oh, this is my Huckleberry too. This is this, another man. Yeah, the problem is we we this is going to be inter- interesting drafting against you because we like the same people. Um, Mo Harkless. You know, I, I assume if you're like me, who who's played fantasy for a very long time, uh, you were probably on Mo Harkless during the Orlando days, um, looking that, at what a tantalizing talk uh, about one of the prospects. worst trades in NBA history. Maybe it's up there uh, until you know the Bulls decided to trade anyone uh, <laughs> over the last year and a half, and uh, I think they might have got him. But Mo Harkless, who played. 28, 29 minutes a game last year. He's one of those guys where you look at a stat line and you go, this is boring. And I, you know, I kind of just ex- you know, went off on how if you just are mediocre at a few things that you're not very great. Well, he's mediocre at everything, which makes you, you know, pretty decent. But see, I'll, I'll fight you a little bit on that in the sense that there's a few categories in tandem that make him not that mediocre. Yeah, and that's I, I think that's what I'm trying to get at. When you look at Evan Turner, there's a few holes, and he's mediocre everywhere else, and you're like, ugh. All right, those holes bring you down. There's no holes in Mo Harkless's game. Right, and I mean, the worst thing is is the free throw percentage, but sure. he shoots 1.6 attempts a game. So, so you're, you don't you don't really get affected by that, but it's, he does he never turns the ball over. Which, if you care about turnovers, which you should, um, I don't know if uh, people saw this, but Josh Lloyd, um, you know, the fantasy podcast Godfather, he is railing against having the turnover stat, and um, I, I had to tell him he's incorrect. A turnover is a loss of possession, and that is kind of a big deal. Um, and so I'm sure Josh Lloyd, you know, who does know a ton about fantasy basketball. Um, 
might have well, something to say about that, but here, I, think it's, I think it's an important stat. It is an important stat in the NBA, and it all depends on what you're playing fantasy for, okay? Now, here's something that's always going to happen, right? The guys who have the ball in their hands the most are going to turn the ball over the most, relatively speaking, right? I mean, sure. you just have a lot more opportunities to turn the ball over. I mean, that just makes sense. And, and, and that makes perfect sense. And I, one of his, his arguments was, look at the guys who were MVP last year. Uh, they set records for turnovers. They're uh, over five turnover, both Westbrook and Harden. Um, if you averaged what they averaged, let's say, and that was kind of my counter argument, if Derrick Rose averaged a triple-double last year, which if he wasn't injured, he probably would have, but he only had two and a half turnovers a game, my guess is that they probably would have given Derrick Rose the MVP last year. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not saying they don't matter, but I don't... They definitely matter. It's a a loss of possession. But but we talk about this all the time, right? There's no... There's defensive stats, so to speak, in fantasy, but they don't really measure how good of a defender you are. I mean, you could just be a guy playing the damn passing lane the whole game and get a steal or a steal and a half a game, but not be able to guard your man a lick. Yeah, that's that, that is a fairly good point that steals are not a representation of good defense. And, and you got guys who, I mean, Julius Randle, for example, right? You see him fighting his own damn teammates for rebounds. Like, is that really helping his team? I mean, so I don't know that fantasy is a great reflection of how awesome a player he is in real life. And so, I mean, I, I, I don't really have a fundamental issue with whatever league settings you want to play, but don't, I, I guess we shouldn't delude ourselves that, oh, these are the perfect fantasy stats to figure out who's really the best player in the NBA. It's like, you're just using a set of numbers to define players' value and have some fun. Oh, certainly. And if, however people want to have fun, I'm not going to tell them they should not. If people want double doubles and triple doubles and all the other nonsense that is, makes leagues not fun for me, if that makes that's, leagues that's fun it. for you, great. Go that's, do that's, it. Have 20 categories. I don't care. That's what, that's but, my, what I'm saying. As long as we can all agree on oh, yeah. if there's 10 of us, 12 of us, 20 of us, if we can all agree, this is how we want to play play that way. Yeah. I'm not I, telling you how to play. I, I can tell like, you how I like to play. Yeah, and I do like that Josh is looking into saying, you know what, I don't like this stat. It's not a good representation. It's a negative. What is a better stat well, to show it, positivity? Is it, uh, you know, separating the rebounds, you know, offensive and defensive rebounds? And nothing crazy. Like, he's not going out on a limb and saying, all right, let's do triple doubles and plus minus. Plus, anyone who puts plus minus in their categories, I will say they're wrong. That's it's so arbitrary. Uh, do not do not use plus minus in a category. I will tell you that you're 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 a terrible person for putting plus minus as a category. But, so actually, I, I'm going against everything I said about not telling people what to do. I'm telling them what to do now. Um, I, I guess my 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 point there was that, and my other point is just. Whatever's fun, man. Like, uh, the uh, the only thing I'll say about turnovers is it does kind of try to bring back the value of some of the best players, right? Like, it kind of sort of evens the playing field for those guys who get the absolute top picks in the sense that you know those guys are going to tank turnovers, and it kind of smushes the gap between the top players and the rest of the field. Yeah, if you look, if you look at where Westbrook and Harden ranked, um. 
without turnovers, it's it's fairly absurd. If you look at with turnovers, there's I think four people above them in overall right. nine count rankings, and I I do like that turnovers do level the playing field. And um, that's I mean, like you're saying, it's personal preference. If that's your personal preference, um, who knew well, Mo and- Harkless would be so controversial as a player to talk about? Well, I guess my point being is is what you just said right there, right? It kind of – it doesn't give the person who gets the number one pick that big of an advantage, whereas yeah. sometimes in other in other leagues it does, right? If you, if you just played a points league, like it was just how many points could you score a game, having one of those very top picks would be a huge advantage. Absolutely. And, and so I guess that's just kind of a way to just smush the value of everyone closer together, which is a way to play. I mean, whatever, whatever and you like. That's the way I like to play. It's a complete, and, and that's also, I like to zig when people zag a lot of most people uh, punt turnovers and I will punt turnovers if my first two picks um, kind of tell me to, but if not, if my first two picks, if I get Chris Paul, who is, is one of the best um, point guards who to, assist to turnover ratio kind of guys which is another category that could be considered instead of turnovers but um at least that comes into play but um yeah chris paul if you end up getting him in the first round then someone like mo harkless who never turns the ball over or Otto porter who never turns the ball over they become a lot more valuable and they can win you a category which can win you a week oh yeah no doubt um i say one of my favorite things about mo harkless and and something i'm excited to see this year is if he can push the steals and the blocks a little bit higher i think he's probably in line for a, a, a little bit of a bump in playing time i think he gets to 30 this year on this team i just don't really see i mean how many minutes can evan turner play how many minutes can lillard play how many minutes mccullum can play i really only see those four guys playing for three spots yeah and mo Harless isn't sexy but he's super consistent He's always getting you, you know, ten points, and there's always a steal and a block on the board. And so sometimes he gets you three, and sometimes he gets you zero. But you're gonna average out your block and steal. Um, if he could just get a few more assists, that would be great. I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, he's only 24 though, and to me that's kind of insane because I feel like I've been thinking of, I've been thinking about Mo Harkless for at least five or six years but apparently not uh, maybe you know maybe i have but mo harkless being 24 doesn't make sense to my brain so relatively speaking um where where is he shaking up on your board is he a i'm, I'm popping him up a little bit i think he could uh, be a top 100 player if he's playing 30 minutes a game that's kind of where i'm at i'm kind of in that eighth ninth round value uh so I'm, I'm starting to look at him probably in the eighth and i'm hoping he kind of slides into the ninth or i might even i mean it depends on my team and what i need and what kind of league it is obviously i mean it depends on if turnovers are counting or not but i could even see maybe taking him in the seventh yeah uh yeah i mean i, I don't know if i would go that high um uh, but I'm, I'm certainly not i'm not against it uh but i think Mo Harkless being a very unsexy name, you can get him in the ninth. And that's what I'm hoping for. And and maybe, and this is the kind of crazy guy I am, I like to sometimes push that limit. And, oh, and, yeah. and especially if I think, oh, who's thinking about Portland in this draft? You got to know your I, audience. I might be able to sneak him in the 10th. And 
I mean, if I can sneak him in the tenth, I'm I'm doing a dance, maybe. So let's talk about a guy on this team who's you're not gonna sneak in the tenth, uh, which also could be a good catchphrase for you. Um Justif Nurkic. Yusuf, yes. come on, get it right. No, it's Justif. The J is silent, my friend. It's Yusuf. God, these Eastern Europeans and their and their silent vowels. I'm sure they feel the same way about English. Um, Yusuf Nurkic. I'm glad you're here to to, to correct all my. Um, I can barely read English, so you know. See, reading I just uh, cheat. I don't really know how to say the names until I just hear other people say them on the broadcast, and then I just. Well, the, I just. I'm just repeating what I hear. I'm, I'm glad you listen. Um, once he was traded from Denver to Portland last year, um, and this really kind of pissed me off because I definitely took a flyer on Nurkic um, in a lot of my leagues at the beginning of the season, um, in a lot of drafts. And I, I, I knew there was this type of player in him, and the whole sharing of minutes – Joking and nurtures just it wore it wore me down. It wore me down, and I probably dropped him in almost every single league. I uh, had him stashed, and then he got traded, and I probably only got him back in like one of those leagues. Um, this is going to be everyone's. Oh man, I got a I got a great got a great sleeper lined up this year that everyone is already lined up as well. You idiot! There's always these guys. They are the they are the number one sleeper on every single article on the internet and, and, and people come into these drafts acting like they, they have like the a hidden gem. That's a hundred percent of this is going to be. I, I will give, give our friend Mark Roberts credit. I've been hearing about this guy since I, I swear since he was drafted that this guy was going to be a fantasy stud and he finally yeah, with, came with Mark probably before that. It, it came to fruition last year, obviously. Um, I'm gonna super interested. Okay, here's a question for you, and this has kind of been something I, I I don't think too much about this stuff yet, but I think we're gonna be thinking about it in the future. Is where does the market put this guy? Yeah, and, I, and that's actually a fairly um, that's a fairly good question. That's probably one of the more relevant uh, questions when you're approaching a draft. Right. Is you can look at everybody's rankings, and we're eventually gonna publish rankings, and you can average those all out, but what really matters is where, where in the world is the market putting these people? And, um, you know, it'd probably be a good, uh, a whole, a couple, we probably do a, a thousand podcasts on this topic, but the, the main rankings, your ESPN and your, and your Yahoo rankings, um, there's always value to be gotten out of those because you're usually drafting against people who after a couple of rounds, don't really know where these people actually rank and some of the variations in those rankings are absolutely wild and i think this will probably be one of those uh, where for some reason the fantasy experts at the major um publications of fantasy rankings um, have never heard of probably because they're calling him justif nurkic <laughs> and they're like i never heard of that dude never heard of that guy um, the market's going to be for the people who, in the know. The market's going to be high on this guy, too high, and too high. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. I mean, the numbers were great in Portland, absolutely, and I think they're going to be. Um, I think they're going to be just as good this year. I really do. 
I think this guy has legit talent. Well, and um, Port- I don't and- think he is a Jokic type of talent, obviously. But uh, Portland used him like Plumlee, which was the that was my big question: was was Portland going to use him like they used Plumlee? Yeah, and as a facilitator, let him get- and they kind of yeah. did. And they he got three three assists a game in thirty minutes, which okay, maybe it wasn't the four or four and a half that Plumlee was getting, but they used him in a similar way, and he got three assists, which is big. I mean, that's huge for yeah. his fantasy value. And and now he's got a whole you know off season to to play within their system to learn their system, and all right, big man either or let's do it. Uh oh, uh, this is is this a new segment? Yep, big man either or. Big man either or. Da, 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 da. All right, hit me. I'm gonna start high, okay? Because you're saying you you want to. I there. love getting high, so let's do it. All right, I'm gonna start with his former teammate Nikola Jokic. That's uh, very easy. Jokic is um, much better. All right, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is much better. Uh, Hassan Whiteside. I'm not a fan of Hassan Whiteside. Um, and that's because I play in Roto Leagues. Let's say I'm not playing in a Roto League. I'm playing a head-to-head league. I'm going Hassan Whiteside. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to take your boy Marcus All. I love that big oaf. All right, how about Brooke Lopez? Are we getting in the range now? Ooh, we are getting in the range. Um, I'm kind of interested in Brooke Lopez this year. We haven't gotten to the Lakers but he only averaged 29 minutes in, in, in Brooklyn last season. And, you know, I, I could see him averaging a, a couple more minutes in Lakerland and also, you know, being the exact same type of player. This is a toss, this is a toss up for me. I'd say this is probably where I'm getting to where I like Nurkic. I'd probably take Brooke Lopez cause I'm more confident in Brooke Lopez repeating what he has done in the past. I think I'm with you on that. I think I'd probably rather have Brooke Lopez too, but I think that's kind of where I'm drawing my line. I mean, obviously you got guys like Porzingis. I'd much ahead, rather have Porzingis because I who's just ahead there still. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of a guy I didn't say, but I'd rather have Turner. Um, right. And, and those were some of the guys I left out just because yeah. I think they shoot a little more threes and do a little bit more, a little bit different stuff. Yeah, they're but, not conventional big men. But I mean, like I'm taking them over a guy like Serge Ibaka, I think. And a yeah, guy, a guy like definitely a guy like Al Horford. I mean, I think I'm probably a Nurkic over Horford. I mean, Al, you know, Al Horford is not sexy anymore, and uh, I do like the fact that people don't think he's sexy anymore. I think you can get a good deal on Al Horford, but I think that's so, the. I think that's probably where the issue comes. So I think Nurkic is a sexier name than Al Horford now. And Al oh Horford, wow, really? I, I really because I was thinking, I was thinking people, like Horford's probably in the what fourth, fifth round, and Nurkic is probably in the fifth, sixth round. I was actually thinking Nurkic would probably go a little bit below Horford. But if you're saying Horford's going to go lower, I'd probably rather have Horford. I think a lot of people were disappointed in Horford. Horford's been you know you know a top twenty type of guy, and he dropped into that into that forty range. And um, people probably see him dropping even harder and playing, you know, conservative minutes. And I think Nurkic 
and Horford could I think Horford could easily finish ahead of Nurkic, but Nurkic could be that good. I mean, like to me, that's probably actually where my line is. Uh, Brooke Lopez doesn't excite me, but Horford Nurkic is is my real toss up. And and we'll talk about this. Uh, I'm sure going forward, I I love to play in auction leagues. Like I, if yeah, if, given the choice, I'm I'm playing in an auction over anything. And Nurkic is the type of guy I, I you never get in an auction right because someone's always going. It only uh, takes. I, I say this in all my auction leagues. It only takes one, one and Horford, asshole just to bid up your guy. <laughs> and Horford, and Horford's the guy you get. Because no one wants Horford. No, everybody's like uh, eight dollars, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's that's. I, yeah, I'll do nine. Yeah, and, and everybody's like, man, I'm saving my money for Nurkic, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna spend twenty five on Nurkic. I'm gonna spend thirty on Nurkic. Get him no matter what. And so I, I bet you there's gonna be. I would love you know. I'll, I'll we should go look. Um, once the uh, the mock drafts start. Uh, and it's hard to do auction mock drafts. Like, let's let's look at the real drafts because the box, auction mock drafts don't ever represent anything, uh, which is a shame. But I bet you there's going to be plenty of leagues where where Demarcus Cousins goes for lower, if not somewhat significantly lower than uh, Jokic. Oh wow, that's just a mistake. That's a mistake. I, I completely agree, but I bet you there's going to be a, a decent amount. I bet you those, and, those numbers are very close together. And and here's the thing, okay? I mean, everyone says everyone's always on the Jokic bandwagon, and Jokic is an awesome player to watch. Is Jokic going to average 27 points a game like DeMarcus Cousins did last year? I mean, and maybe no. DeMarcus Cousins can't average that with Anthony Davis in total for the whole season. I think he can. <laughs> but so do I. I mean, I think if anything, Cousins is going to get his. I, I promise you that. And, I mean, that's a big separator from the maybe 20 that Jokic is going to average. And and this is where, like, Jokic, I love Jokic. I love to watch Denver. I love to watch Jokic play. I almost never get him in fantasy because someone's always on that, you know what. Oh, yeah. They're always on it. I mean, that's that's always the issue with these type of guys. And I think Nurkic is the new Jokic when it comes to everyone's favorite sleeper. And you're not going to get him at... You're going to get him at ceiling value at best. And, you know, honestly, ceiling value actually might be pretty solid because I think um, Nurkic is going to reach his ceiling. I, I do like him that much. but Oh, I'm a big you know, fan. I'm a big fan of the yeah. player. But you're looking for in the second round, I'm not. No, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely not. I think, you know, if you can take him in the fourth or fifth round, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, this is the This position is the one I'm super interested in. Yeah, and I'm super interested in your thoughts in because there's a little a good amount of minutes open up here at this. I mean, there's obviously all the minutes at the four and some backup minutes at the five, and there's a lot of names and a lot of names that are kind of sexy and a lot of names that I'm not sure. Yeah, there's a couple names that aren't so sexy, like Myers Leonard, which is you know just one of the worst names in the NBA. Um, he's all the, right. He's a pretty good. He, but he was—he had us excited for a quarter of a second there, in the sense that he was going to be one of the very few big men who shot threes. And then now everyone shoots threes. And then every big man shot threes. He's literally a nobody. If he would have came in the league like two years before, <laughs> should have stayed at Illinois, Myers. Um, and he is the maybe absolute worst defender in the NBA. Yeah, he's absolutely that dude trash. I mean, he's very very white, so 
it's hard for him to stay in front of people. But um, that dude couldn't guard a tree. No, he's he's very. He looks like a tree. Like that's what I mean. If there was a five foot, if there was a six and a half foot tree out there, he couldn't guard it. You would be like, "Is that you guys?" I think Myers Leonard's (laughs) is outside. No, no, never mind. That is a tree. That is a a six foot tree, (laughs) seven foot tree. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I I don't know if I'm very excited. I know there's lots of minutes to go around with Alfred Camino and Noah Vonley, but outside outside of deeper leagues or just you know like 12 14 team leagues i'm not sure i'm excited about either one of those i guess my question okay amino got his shot last year sure and he didn't he proved not to be our huckleberry right he He was not our man he forgot to shoot his shot he did not go (laughs) see he did not go see hamilton He, he refused to go when it was coming into portland which it probably hasn't but Noah Vonley is is so, the one who probably has the most upside, and and that's what I'm asking. Are you going for for the young guy Collins or Ed Davis or Swanigan or Vonley to kind of step up there and get that close to 30 minutes and be relevant, or are you thinking not in um not in any standard leagues? Uh, if I'm in a deeper league, I will maybe take a flyer on Noah Vonley, depending on how far he is dropping in in that draft. Um. Because he is young, he does look like he has some legit talent. He could be a, a one-in-one type of guy if he's playing thirty minutes a game and oh. improves his improve if he improves his uh, game just a little bit. But like I said, not not terribly excited about either one of those guys. Now, see if you if you're asking this 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 observer, uh, and you're telling me gun to my head, I I've got to take a shot on one of these Portland guys who's not Alfred Gamino. It seems like and, a very specific thing, a, a burglar or what you do. <laughs> you got to take one chance on these guys. I'm either going, she was I'm, wrong. I'm either going Ed Davis or I'm going Zach Collins over Noah Vonley. I think I've, I've seen, I've, I've, seen, always I've seen this Vonley train, man. It, it's not, yeah, it's not I, sexy. It's, it's not sexy, but the, they, it's got a full tank of gas. This is a bad metaphor, but uh, there's a lot of coal in that fire in that Nolan Vonley train. I've seen the Ed, Devi- Ed Davis train. He is able to do uh, standard league relevant things. I just don't know if Ed Davis can still do standard relevant uh, league relevant things anymore. And I don't think I mean, he's going to, you know, in, in, that- in going to get the amount of minutes in order to be relevant. In that first. In 20 minutes, the dude averaged 7.4 rebounds a game and almost a block and 0.7 steals. That is very true. Uh, I'm I'm bouncing on that train and thinking and and riding it before I'm riding off on this. And my guess is he is going to average right around 20 minutes a game and probably right around those stats. I don't think it gets any better for Ed Davis. Um Oh, I'm with you, I, but um, he's he's one of those guys where but, you you extrapolate that per 36 and you go, ooh, what could be? And if he Nurkic never gets that. Or Aminu gets hurt, I'd rather have Ed Davis than Vonley. Even if you're going to say Vonley plays more minutes, because I, I, I think I would take Vonley. I, I would take Vonley. I, I like the I like the chance. 
All right, agree to disagree on that. I one. just I'll I will disagree to disagree. Wait, wait a minute. Agree to disagree. So you like um you like Noah or you like Ed Davis. I like Noah Vonley. They're both deeper league teams. Um, I think we got Portland locked down. Um, we'll have to see how the rotation pans out in the preseason. Let's move on to um a team that I've never really hated. In I thought you were gonna say a team I've never heard of. A team I've never heard of. Uh, no, a team I just I've never really hated this team, and I think they have a special place in my heart for beating um, the um, the big three. Their oh, first man. superstar year, the Dallas Mavericks. You keep trying to bring up all these tire fires, don't you? There's a lot of tire fires this year. A whole bunch. <laughs> We're not even like this is like tire fire number two or three. And we have not even ventured into tire fire land. These are the tire fires outside of tire fire land. You're like, oh man, look at these ones. Wait till we get inside the damn theme park. There's some real tire fires in there. (laughs) Why did I bring my kids to tire fire land? The fumes are toxic. Oh, look, the bulls are the main attraction. So the the first thing we got to say is Nerland's Noel is not signed, but I can't imagine they eventually don't sign him. Yeah, we do. We do not know what's going to happen there, but um, I, I'm guessing they do uh, sign him, and I, I'm guessing he does play more minutes than he played last year, um, and he is uh, a standard league relevant type of guy. Actually, I'd even say he's probably. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even saying he's back end. I think if he can get the minutes, I think. I mean, if he can even get 26 or 28 minutes, I think he's. He, I think he pushes for the top hundred. Oh, I think he's better than that if he's if he's playing 26, 27 minutes a game. Uh, and he, he, here's the nice he's, thing. If he's he, like a much, much better um, Ed Davis. Could like he push way, the top? Like a way better Ed Davis. And and here's the thing. I actually think he could maybe push the top 50 in 28, 29 minutes a game. He got I don't know. Point, he is young enough to, to, uh, to improve. 1.3 1. steals and one block in 20 minutes a game. If he's getting 30... Those numbers are starting to look kind of sexy. Yeah. Um, no threes, though. That's, I don't love that. You don't love that anymore. Yeah, so like, yeah, unlike Ed Davis, when you look at the per 36 and you imagine Nerlens Noel playing actually 32 minutes a game, he, he's got the potential to actually play that. Like, those well, minutes could come to him. His one man listed below him on Dallas's depth chart on ESPN is Salamejury. Woof. Is he, is he the best fantasy prospect on this team? Uh, it depends on what you mean by prospect, but I mean, do you think he has? Does he have the highest ceiling on this team? The highest fantasy ceiling for next season? Yeah, for next season. I mean, I think Dennis Smith Jr. has got a, a a really high ceiling in the sense that he looks really explosive and. But I don't know that he ever reaches it. I mean, if we're going to talk about percent chances that he's a top twenty player, I mean, it's not a high percentage. No, I don't think I'm. I don't think. I mean, I think that's a generous ceiling, but um, I don't think Noel is going to reach his ceiling either, especially not next year. Um, but as a prospect. And let's let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little dynasty here because we got some young guys on this team, along with uh, old man Dirk. But we'll get to him. 
uh, if you were in a fan, if you're in a dynasty draft, are you taking uh, Dennis Smith Jr. first out of anyone on this team over Nerlens Noel? Well, see, oh, and we've talked about this maybe in the past, maybe we haven't. Certainly, and in most of my dynasty leagues, okay, mm-hmm. there's some sort of penalty for keeping players. Sure. And so I don't want to dive on a Dennis Smith Jr. in the third or fourth round because I can't ever take a player at his ceiling, especially in a dynasty league when I'm probably going to have to wait two or three or four or five years for him to reach that ceiling. That's that's true. Uh, It's hard to get those rookies because the, the type of people who are attracted to dynasty leagues, I think, and it's actually good to see. I've seen a lot more people uh, getting into dynasty leagues, uh, keeper leagues, and I love it. I, I think that's great, and I think we should probably talk about dynasty leagues a little bit more on this uh, podcast because I I play in, in a few. The problem is the people who are attracted to that are almost overtly obsessed with finding the rookie talent over actual talent. Right. And like Dennis Smith Jr. will get drafted before Mello. And it's like, I don't know if Dennis Smith Jr. will ever be better than Mello. Well, and, and even guys like, they'll even throw away guys who were picked two or three or four years ago. And because this is a shiny new toy, they'll take him over in, I mean, insert name here. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank kind of on a point guard, but, like, you know, a Kyrie Irving type or a, uh, a legitimate George Hill. yeah Mike Conley like all these guys Kyle Mike, Lowry yeah, it's like a great example of people who would probably get taken after Dennis Smith Jr. in a dynasty league and, and especially Kyle Lowry because oh he's getting older now he's in his 30 whatever 32 or whatever it's like yeah but what's Dennis Smith Jr.'s best case like maybe he's slightly better than Kyle Lowry in his best season yeah in five or six years and so I, I never play that way. So, I mean, if we're going to talk dynasty, I'm probably never getting Dennis Smith Jr. I love him. I think he's a good prospect. I think he starts for this team this year. I think he's not great. But is he the best prospect on this team? Yeah. Is he's he... the highest ceiling of anyone on this team, unless you're counting Dirks that's already passed him. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not counting Dirk, who is one of the greatest players of all time. Um. Is he the starting point guard on this team? Yeah, Dennis Smith. I, I mean, I th- is I he think playing they, thirty minutes? Uh, yeah. I mean, in 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 the stretches, he is. He probably is even maybe to start the season. They know Devin Harris and JJ Barea are backups. And true, but I mean, there is a lot of guards to go around here. You have Seth Curry, you have Yogi Ferrell, you got JJ Barea, who is healthy. Um, that's a lot of guards who have played significant minutes and can be trusted. Uh, to a certain extent, uh, a few of them anyway. And and Dennis Smith Jr., you know, are they just going to go all in and say, yeah, you know, you're our future, you you run you run this team, or are they going to go? And and that's kind of my guess because I don't think they're going to be very very good. Um, well, here's the thing too: there's a lot of minutes to go around, kind of on this team. I mean, sure, they got Harrison Barnes, but are they going to play Dorian Finney Smith as a three? So they're going to play some small ball units with like Wesley Matthews at the three, or maybe they're even going to play three point guards together and do some weird lineups because they just don't have any wing depth at all. Yeah, I trust Carlisle to uh, really figure it out because he's great. 
He's one, one of the best coaches in the league. But you're right. Like, where who, where are these secondary minutes? Who are they actually going to? And quite frankly, do we care? Because in a in a standard league, even these guys playing 30 minutes a game, none of them are none of them really none of them are terribly exciting. I mean, how many how many players on this team are getting dra- should be drafted in a standard league? Is, is basically what I'm getting at. Harrison Barnes. Yep. Go, go for it. Nerlens Noel, go for it. Yep. Seth Curry? Nope. Playing behind Dennis Smith Jr. now? What about Dennis Smith Jr.? I'd, I'd give him I'd take a flyer on him. Yeah, but I'm never gonna get him. No, I mean, definitely not. He's, he's another that... sexy he's another sexy name. Right. Sixth, seventh, eighth round. Like I'm he's in my flyer territory, not my I'm drafting him to be my second point guard territory. Wesley Matthews? <sighs> Well, him and Dirk are the two, right? The two fence setters at this point. Dirk, how many games is he going to play? I mean, he's going to be good when he plays, but he's not that sexy anymore. He doesn't shoot that good of a percentage anymore. If I'm in a roto league, I would draft both of them. Um, not necessarily like I wouldn't draft both of them a hundred. Like you know, definitely going to draft both of those guys. But if they were around at the end of the draft um, or kind of in there. I might take a flyer on somebody random, um, but if I've already taken that flyer, Dirk per game is oh, yeah. still well, a top 100 player. And that's a, that's completely different, okay? If you're and talking a Roto League where it's... to Roto Leagues, yeah. Yeah, where it's, you know, I get his value and I can play the other 10, 15 games he misses with somebody else. Sure, but to hold a guy on your roster, especially if there's limited IR spots like Dirk, who you know is going to miss one here and there, and... I mean, that's kind of a big loss of games if you miss 20 games from a spot. Yeah, if you're in a head-to-head league, I don't think Dirk is worth it. Um, I would spot start him, probably, um, or stream him if you can, if he's, if he's around. But see, he's one of those sexy guys who's going to get picked up, too. Like, you think people are still on Dirk? Oh, yeah. I mean, those those transcendent names, I think. Like, I mean, look at Kobe yeah, and last a, year. I, th- I think Kobe's actually draftable this year, so his average. Did you, did you see on ESPN that, like, he's got an ADP? Yeah, I, I did. It's amazing. And I'm like, what? Maybe they know something we don't. Maybe Kobe's coming back. Did, did people know he didn't play last year? Or? I, it doesn't seem well, I like I, want. I mean, can't, <laughs> I mean, let's throw some shade. Sorry, sorry, ESPN. Um who are you hiring to do these fantasy rankings? Like uh, Kobe Bryant is in them. It's insane. Um, yeah, and and it's not like Kobe's been saying, "Oh, I might come back." No, not at all. Unless they know something we don't. He's like, "Yo, I'm retired, bro. I haven't played basketball in a minute. Like, I'm not. I'm chilling. I got my millions." How deep of a league do you need to be in to draft uh, Yogi Ferrell? <sighs> I don't want Yogi Ferrell, man. No Yogi Ferrell. Now we we had this debate last year, and I told you he's not an NBA player. I think, I, I think I, yeah, I think you're right. We did have this debate last year, and I think he is an NBA player. I, I we, think he's got some. We've had this some, argument many times, my friend, and I'm 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 I, set in my ways. I think we're gonna have this argument uh, once again once the season starts because I think he's gonna play some pretty decent minutes. No, okay. Guard, and he's. I will gonna, say this. Gonna be good. And here's where I'm at with it. I think Wesley Matthews is going to slide down and play some three. I also think Harrison Barnes is going to slide down and play some four because the bench oh, options on this team look like garbage. They're very bad. Um, is there anyone on this bench 
that so, you're interested in? Dwight Powell, maybe? I mean, I'm not interested in Josh McRoberts, only because I don't think he can stay healthy. He had that no. one blip wow. in the season where he yeah, got some assists and looked sexy, but I'm not even sure who Maximilian Kleber is. That's not a person. That does not sound like a person, does it? No, that's um, not a person. You made that up. So, I mean... I what are you looking at? It's not even on my depth chart. That's on the ESPN one, man, my friend. Well, that's why I'm not looking at their site. Um, what team so, is Kobe Bryant on? Huh? What team is Kobe Kobe on? <laughs> uh, he's on the uh, what's the what's one of those teams in the Big Three called? I'm not sure. The Big Baller Brand. Yeah. Uh, so this way, I'm breaking it down. You got Dirk and you got Nerlens, and you need some sort of backup player at that position. So Dwight Powell's probably going to be that guy and get some minutes, but I don't want him. Yeah, even if he steps up and starts getting like 28 minutes a game, right? Um, he's okay. Like he can hit, I, he can hit a three. I mean, even in he those gets some three, rebounds. He gets some steals and blocks. Like he's a little bit interesting to keep an eye on. As a man who streamed this guy in the past, when he gets big minutes, I'm always left going, "Really? That was it?" You got like eight points and like two, four rebounds and like a steal. Like yeah, he is twenty six, so okay, yeah, it's yeah. not like he's so. I he's mean, break out. This is as good as he's going to get. So I do think that Harris, Berea, Yogi Ferrell, Seth Curry, these guys could get some minutes, and in those fourteen, sixteen, twenty team leagues, could be somewhat relevant. But yeah. I think we said Memphis. Did we say Memphis was the worst? team we looked at this is 100 percent the worst team we looked at this is another tire fire my friend i keep telling you you keep bringing up all these tire fires well well there's nothing but tire fires in the bay if you guys want to hear about the non-tire fires you go listen to the first team preview episode where we actually did golden state and um houston and we we didn't do cleveland because we're waiting for that Kyrie trade to actually happen uh if that does not happen we'll throw cleveland in at the end We've got some fun teams to talk about. Though. There's a lot of a ton of good teams to talk about. Um, the most interesting teams are usually the tire fires because that's where the unknown players come from and the unknown minutes come from, and they're harder to project. But that's where you're getting your your value from. Uh, if you can figure out what players are actually going to play. You can get some guys late in the draft who will actually be, you know, the 70th player, 60th player overall. And that's how you win your leagues. You, anybody can draft correctly, you know, however, you, whatever that means, in the first two rounds. Uh, it's the later rounds that win you your league. ESPN lost my, my depth chart looking at when they put Jameer Nelson over Jamal Murray as the starting point guard for the Nuggets, for the record. They, 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 does anyone they have- know what's going on over there? Jeez, that's terrible. We will get to Jamal Murray at some point. Um, do you have anything else to say about Dallas? Um, good luck in Tire Fire City, Mavs fans. Ooh, Tire, tire Fire City sounds like uh, when in Back to the Future 2, when they go to the future, I think they went to Tire Fire City, if I remember correctly. When they actually Dude, go into that's the awesome. I didn't. I would love to go to Tire Fire City. Well, the flights to Dallas are cheap. <laughs> I have um, never been myself. Dallas, you know what? Dallas is a fine city. 
I just don't know if I would call it a shots fired at Dallas. Um, that's too soon, JFK. Um, Dallas isn't really a city. It is six fairly large, almost cities next to each other, which makes a huge metropolitan area, but it does not make a city. Sorry, Dallas. That's that's controversial, right there, my friend. Get some better public transport and a real downtown. Some guy from Dallas is going to be coming to Chicago and knocking on your door. Come, yeah, come, come. Feel free to come to a real city and see how public <laughs> transport easily transports you to my house to come knock on my door. So feel, feel free to do that and then uh, apologize once once you see how easy that was. What it's like to live in a real city. <laughs> Oh man, double shots fired there. I'm, yeah, I'm taking. You know what? I'm taking. I'm going to be taking most of these cities down. So-called cities. You're you're next, Indianapolis. Oh, hey, they lost their best player, man. Don't don't pick on them too much. No, you know, I have no, I have no, um, I'll have no remorse taking down the the great so, uh, so-called state of in, Indiana. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not terribly worried about that incredibly difficult endeavor. Um, let's wrap it up there. I think we we got through uh, three more teams. We're basically just going to start keep continuing to knock these bad boys out. If you want to hear um, some of the earlier teams we did, just go download some of the previous podcasts we did. Uh, we've done um, at least eight teams before this so if you want to catch up on our team previews, we have done 11 do teams mike Get 11 teams it. we did five the first day and we've done three the last well, two. i was yeah, saying in on. the previous podcasts and if you're listening to this podcast and got this far then you've heard the three that we've already done so there's eight there's eight left i'm just like okay. mathing it on another level all right. Well, that you weren't you weren't making any sense. I can say that. Uh, I usually don't. Where can we find you on uh, on Twitter? Um, you can find me at Tire Fire City. No, that's not my thing. That should be that's a that is a better <laughs> handle than your actual handle. Tire Fire City. That's gonna be my new thing. I'm just gonna be the man of Tire Fires. No, you can find me at Watsy four 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 four. Yeah, I think Detroit's gonna be mad about us calling another city Tire Fire City. Dude, just wait insane. till Orlando comes up. I'm gonna have to think of a new phrase. Oh, Orlando. Orlando is like a, a cesspool. Orlando is, cesspool that, is that it's dude, it's that burning dog turd on your porch, man. That's what yeah. it is. Orlando is a special kind of crazy. Um Florida in general. Let's not get started. Um you can find me on Twitter if you like what you guys are hearing, uh at watch the boxes. Feel free to DM us. Tweet us, tweet at us with your fantasy questions. I know there's a lot of uh, keeper leagues spinning up right now and uh, rookie drafts that might be going on. Um, we're we're about there. Uh, September is when things start getting interesting, and the NBA season starts earlier this year, so you should start your fantasy planning. We are less than two months away from opening night. How exciting is that? Uh, we got a lot of uh, stuff in store for you. So if you, we're going to be doing some rankings podcasts, some strategy podcasts. So if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Uh, the ratings really help people find our podcasts and better yet, 
tell a friend. I know you're in a, if you're listening to this, you're in a league, tell them about our podcast. You probably don't want to give up your competitive advantage because I understand you're probably winning your league because you're listening to this podcast, but do it anyway. Uh, uh, tell a hobo at least. I mean, come on. Tell people on the street. Tell your parents. Tell your friends. Tell your aunt. She probably, she, maybe she gets into fancy basketball. If you know somebody, tell, let, them, let them know about the podcast. We're going to be in all sorts of stuff leading up to the beginning of the season, and then the real fun begins. Uh, Tyler, got anything else to plug? Uh, I'm just excited. I'm hoping next episode we talk about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, no, I think that's, that's saved for the, uh, the main attraction of Tire Fire City. The ultimate tire fires. I'm excited for that. No, I don't got anything, Mike. All right, beautiful. I guess we'll just wrap that up. Uh, Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody.